0: This is a News Laundry Podcast and you're listening to NL vs NL.
1: I can't shout over you. I'll tell you why. I celebrate Are you a Maoist? sir?
2: Let's make debates great again. NL vs NL. Hello, hello and welcome to another glorious episode of NL vs NL. Today we are going to have a very very current and relevant topic to all of us and uh, it's relevant because uh, you must have noticed that we are currently living in strange times. Uh, What I mean by that is there is this pandemic which is spreading all across the world and uh, it is making us stay inside our houses and you know also it's a tragic situation. So there is a lot of talk happening regarding public health or just healthcare systems in general. So today's topic that we are going to deal with is should public health be prioritized over personal privacy? And to set some context, think Aarogya Setu or other applications which people are using to track people who are, you know, who are infected or they are trying to do contact tracing. So should public health be prioritized over personal privacy is the question today and with me today are two subscribers. One is a first time NL versus NL debater Aditya. Hi Aditya.
1: Hello Meghnaad.
2: Hi and he says that yes, public health should be prioritized over personal privacy. And we have Aishwarya who is returning for another amazing debate. Hi Aishwarya.
0: Hi Meghnaad.
2: And she says no. What's up, Ashwarya? No? Seriously? (laughs) But okay. No, you can explain it during the debate. But yeah, so let us begin with round one. First up, uh, Aditya. All right.
1: So, should public health be uh, prioritized over privacy? I think 100% yes. Uh, Before we get into the argument, let me clarify my position on privacy. I am a privacy fanatic. Uh, I run my own email server. I run my own self-hosted VPN which I use across all my devices. So uh, I am very, uh, very particular about my privacy when, uh, especially with the data I'm sharing with any of the uh, big tech companies that I'm sharing with. But I'm taking this position that public health is more important than privacy because you know communal health uh, trumps individual uh, rights. The uh, privacy or any of the rights or personal freedoms or a second order uh, thought uh, because the human existence is the first thing that should matter uh, which is why yeah public uh, health is more important yes uh, the, you can make an argument uh, the slippery slope argument to uh, eroding privacy once you give uh, permissions to uh, the government or other agencies to share your data with but that also needs to be uh, managed as a temporary exception. Uh, So that needs to come through legislation. So yeah, and the other issue is if we can eliminate the stigma around diseases or illnesses, uh, we will not even be having this argument Uh, cause illnesses and diseases can occur to anyone. Uh, One of the reasons that people expect privacy is because of the shame associated with uh, a certain disease. For example, like tuberculosis is considered a poor man's disease. If that stigma can be removed, we wouldn't even be having this argument whether privacy trumps public health.
2: Okay. Thank you, Aditya. And now on to Ashwarya.
0: Okay, straight up, I'd like to say that my stance is even more aggressive because we are in a pandemic and different apps are being used to track transmission, not just in India but across other countries in the world. So let me put my arguments forward as to why personal privacy trumps public health for me. So first. History is meant as to the fact that information has been misused by governments to harm individuals and perpetrate genocide. I mean, two ends of the spectrum. Both have happened through misuse of data by the government. Two, do we have a guarantee that these initiatives which are going to compromise a person's privacy, is it actually going to slacken the pace of the pandemic, let alone completely eradicate it or control it? No. Do we have substantial evidence guarantee proof? No. Uh, do we also know that are there checks and balances to ensure that the data will not be misused you know say simple devices like today if a credit card is is being used online you have an OTP to ensure that that even if a site has all your information stored it can't misuse it so is this forthcoming from all of these apps or from the government to ensure that this information is not going to be misused and is going to be specifically restricted towards tracking the pandemic and it will i don't know auto disintegrate and auto destruct itself uh, post its usage no no guarantee on that either and also if we are looking at a wider interpretation of the statement just to mommy when i say that today the transmission for covid is through cough or sneeze droplets but go back to the hiv pandemic if you know if sexual transmission was actually how this pandemic was spreading then how far is too far because that is going to be a serious incursion on a person's privacy and that would entail a different debate altogether. So yeah, that's where I'm at and why I've taken this stance.
2: Okay, amazing. So uh, now round two with Aditya. Aditya?
1: Yeah, so uh, I've heard uh, Aishwarya's arguments. So as I mentioned, uh, she she initially starts off with making the slippery slope argument. mentioning how this can lead to genocide which i think again slippery soap argument uh, we haven't fighting a pandemic is not the same as leading towards genocide so let's cut it there and she also mentioned uh, that there has been no evidence that tracking and closely monitoring uh, has been proven effective to stop the spread of the pandemic but actually there is in, that, uh, in fact evidence of this Uh, in Singapore, in South Korea, in Hong Kong, as to how the government has responded by tracking the people that have uh, potentially come in contact and informing them of uh, exposure to the virus, which is why you see uh, such few deaths in South Korea or Hong Kong or, uh, yeah, in South Korea or Hong Kong, right? Even with uh, the intense extreme density of those countries and those cities, uh, you see that the deaths are fewer in number compared to countries like the us uh w- which have done nothing with regards to contract tracing uh, so yeah and then yes that's an excellent uh raises an excellent question about checks and balances how do we ensure that uh, this data is not persisted after this i agree to this point that there is no uh, transparency in this regards but this isn't an issue that has come up just today right These uh, serious privacy laws need to be placed long before something like this happens. Uh, That is a failure of all successive governments that haven't enacted any single strong privacy law, except for GDPR in the EU, right? If you're going to take up this battle during a, a public health crisis, I am not sure you will find a lot of backing for that. And then Aishwarya also mentions about HIV transmission. Uh, and how that is, that is potentially uh, the violation of the privacy of uh, the patients could potentially cause uh, other harms. So just to clarify that, HIV, there was a public health exception even during the HIV pandemic, especially in the US, uh, where studies have shown that uh, people that were required to voluntarily uh, inform uh, potential, uh, their, their potential partners, their partners, about uh, the HIV epidemic didn't do as well as when it was mandatory. For example, uh, in the case of the state of Colorado, has mandated that the healthcare provider has to reach out to partners and inform, where they have seen 80 to 90 percent uh, reach uh, of the partners, whereas in in voluntary disclosure, uh, there's uh, the uh, inform uh, they were informed at 12 percent only, right? So this helps in spreading the disease and uh, yeah, so that's, that's uh, how I would refute Aishwarya's arguments.
0: So I'd uh, like to start with rebutting the points that uh, Aditya has just made now and then go back to his opening points. Okay. So reacting to my point on, come on, why are we talking about a future genocide? Let's like get rid of the pandemic at hand. Uh, More deaths in Bihar have happened from lightning. And I'm pretty sure that there are enough studies to show that more people have died off the train tracks in Bombay uh, than what Corona was causing at some point. Or given that it's such a dynamic and evolving pandemic, so I I refute that and I disagree because uh, I'm not. I'm only trying to make a point that governments can't be trusted to handle our information because today everybody who has an Android knows that they're being snooped on, but that's not the problem we are specifically talking about the government having this data because we're talking about prioritizing public health over personal privacy so that's why i have a very very pointed stand at because we know that historically governments have misused this and we we, we have dictatorial and totalitarian regimes even today as we speak we all know what's happening in china we know for a fact that the chinese government used tracking apps to find Uyghur muslims who had left china we're not even talking about the, the people living in china they found people in other countries, Uyghur Muslims who are defected to bring them back and, you know, I'm not going to delve on what all they do to them. Everybody is aware of that. But so that's the point I wanted to make. Second, for every Singapore or South Korea success story that uh, Aditya is talking about, there is also an India Aarogya Setu app where hackers have uh, just proven the opposite. So I'm just saying it's early days. It's not conclusively proven that this app is actually going to it, it has worked somewhere, it hasn't worked somewhere. We don't know if it's still working. We there, there are even funny stories emerging that Germany, I mean, this is a laughing thing, that Germany had this app called PEPPT, which is Pan-European Privacy Preserving Proximity Tracing. And it's very ironical that it had privacy tra- preserving in the name because it actually had a central database where anybody could see who the other person was. And then they had to quickly remove it and then figure out some other way of tracking so this is again a big question mark i'm i'm still standing by my point that it's not conclusively proven so even if you give me conclusive proof we can still consider giving up personal privacy if it's really really going to help the pandemic and as far as checks and balances go there's another point also i wanted to make i mean you can fool this up by simply keeping your phone at home it relies on bluetooth you want to go for a walk or you know i don't know go to your neighbor's house and come back you leave your phone in the house and go it's it's as simple as that to evade this so why would we go on this extensive thing of giving up our personal privacy to do something that's not even assured of providing us a solution now I'll go back to the earlier points that he made in his opening argument uh, which is that I mean he said that you are a privacy fanatic and that uh, uh, you're still going with human existence Trump's personal freedom and all of that Again, we're talking about COVID because it's so relevant. But I I would just like to pose a few larger questions. What if what if we if I had to throw sterilization into the mix? What if I'm throwing immunization into the mix? Here we're talking about how much of somebody's personal privacy are we invading? But one is asking them to install an app. Then uh, the next step could be asking them to, you know, go through a surgical procedure. So where do you draw the line? And are we even exploring ways of controlling the pandemic? Why are we jumping straight to, okay, impinging on someone's personal privacy is the solution to actually solving this pandemic? Have we explored other options? This should be the last option, no?
1: All right. So I'm going to piece by piece destroy Aishwarya's (laughs) arguments, which is Aishwarya starts off saying that uh, train tracks in Mumbai has uh, more deaths uh, than Corona, uh, which I do not know if it's a fact. But what I know for a fact is that it doesn't grow exponentially if not controlled, right? More people are not going to die tomorrow uh, and it is not contagious to more people. So it's, 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 it's not even an apples to apples comparison. As to the question on whether government can be trusted and there are historic, it's been historically problematic uh, with Chinese government tracking Uyghur Muslims. Uh, yes, that has been problematic.
0: I'd like to interject, please. I agree that uh, yeah, dying off train tracks is not contagious but uh, it, uh, one could make an argument saying that it, it can grow exponentially because it is a percentage of the population that's taking the trains and given the population is going to expand and this percentage uh, on the larger universe is either remaining constant or continuing to grow as a percentage so mathematically it does contribute and the point i wanted to make is at some point i mean when we started off uh, the pandemic in india we had thousand cases or something like that i'm just saying at least in Bihar, we know that more people at a given point, in a snapshot, you are not talking over a prolonged period of time, more people did die of lightning than they died of Corona. That's all I want to say.
1: So, uh, to Aishwarya's point, uh, I think uh, there is a misunderstanding of what exponential means. The population doesn't grow exponentially, and uh, just because more people use trains doesn't mean more people will die of deaths uh, on train tracks. Yeah, moving on from that, to the Uyghur Muslims and uh, you know how governments can't be trusted it's just, uh, it's been shown that governments can't be trusted, yes uh, but what I'm saying is the tracking or persecution of Uyghur Muslims uh, did not start with the coronavirus pandemic China did not try and take advantage of this particular scenario, uh, this has been happening long before, so yeah, just to bring that argument in here doesn't uh, stand ground.
0: like to interject please the fact that China has been persecuting Uyghur Muslims is is much older. The point I'm trying to make is, equipping the government with personal information is a very, very, it's much more than a slippery slope, it is, it can have diabolical consequences. So that is all I'm trying to say that even when they didn't have access, they somehow figured out a way and they used it in the worst possible manner. And now you're voluntarily going and offering this and giving them access to your privacy. It really merits a much bigger debate than this.
1: I concede uh, to Aishwarya's point that, uh, yes, while, while we're providing this voluntarily, these uh, uh, these privacy exceptions need to be time bound, that this cannot be long going, this cannot be forever, which is which has been the case during, the, during pandemics, even during HIV pandemic the exceptions that were granted were uh, time-bound. And another important thing uh, with respect to these is uh, majority of the governments, not that the governments can be trusted, but again, majority of the governments have been asking for anonymized data. They are not looking for for individual particular details. For example, Hong Kong has uh, in February put out uh, an information about how a particular chef in a restaurant has been infected with COVID and they made this information public, but they haven't made uh, the identity of the chef public. What, what this allowed is for other people who have visited that restaurant at that time to be careful and to self-quarantine or take whatever measures are necessary, right? So when we, when we talk about privacy, we are talking about uh, anonymized data, uh, trying to uh, provide as much information to the general public as possible without compromising the health of the community. Going back to uh, yeah, Germany's uh, mishandling of the app. Yes, when you're moving fast, especially during a pandemic, it is possible that your code will have some issues. And uh, I think Aishwarya herself mentioned that uh, the German government immediately fixed the code issue when it was brought up. So yeah, as to Bluetooth, uh, if the app is, uh, if the phone is left at home and you are not tracked, yes, that is a potential issue. But from there to uh, slip down to uh, uh, asking folks from installing a simple app to going to a surgical procedure is a long way off. Especially, I think when it comes to consent uh, for medical procedures, uh, especially to testing, Uh, a lot of uh, times we assume that everything is uh, explicitly stated. But for example, not everything is consent-based. For example, when pregnant women are, are tested for their pregnancy, they are also tested for other infectious diseases like tuberculosis or whatever. Uh, so it's not always explicitly called out. Uh, so surgical procedures to, from installing an app to surgical procedures, it's a it's very slippery slope.
0: I'm just saying, answer two questions for me, and I will agree that public health should be prioritized. One is, how do you anonymize this data? because it's easier said than done and two give me some conclusive proof Uh, we are seeing enough memes on uh, social media and it is uh, based on something i think that the john hopkins university circulated which shows that you know if the infected person wearing a a mask and the other one is not or vice versa and versus both of them wearing a mask how the percentage of transmission falls from 70 to 1.5 percent i think my memory is there about right so you tell me by installing this app what percentage of the pandemic are you aiming to uh, reduce then I think we'll have a conclusion and we can move forward because just having a baseless argument saying that human existence trumps personal freedom without conclusively proving that the impinging of the personal freedom is actually going to save the human existence I'm sorry I can't buy it so tell okay. me how we, how we can anonymize this data and give me conclusive uh, I mean I don't co- quite expect you to do this research on yourself but the point I'm trying to make is, nowhere globally have they managed to conclude this, which is why you don't have an argument today.
1: Okay, so uh, in conclusion, I think I should uh, basically I should raise two questions. One is how do you de-anonymize? Uh, how do you anonymize this data? Right? Uh, it is very simple to do this uh, anonymization of data. You basically do not uh, provide uh, the personal details, individual identifying details to people, right? Uh, even HIPAA, uh, the US uh, Privacy Protection Act, uh, with regards to health, uh, clearly states that it cannot be shared outside of people who need to know it, right? Which means medical professionals or people managing the pandemic. So the personal details are not given out uh, to media or any other individuals, right? Uh, when it comes to anonymization of data, the, re- the reason you want to uh, anonymize this data is not to ident- pinpoint a single individual, but the area. Uh, or the network he he or she can potentially infect. So if you see a lot of uh, infections in a particular area, you track the movements from that area to which other potential areas uh, the disease can spread to, right? Uh, So it doesn't have to be individual information, it can be uh, anonymized information. Uh, To the second point of how can I prove that, uh, can we prove that you can reduce the rate of transmission? Yes, uh, using a mask reduces uh, rate of a percentage of transmission when somebody is in direct contact but uh, given that uh, we are arguing for personal freedoms uh, we are also seeing a lot of people not following uh, the voluntary mask uh, uh, mandates right what this means is if you have data you can either ask for a voluntary uh, mask wearing or if you notice that this isn't working you can mandate this as a legislation and bring in other change. This is what data collection helps you achieve, whether you need to enforce stricter rules or whether uh, you need to make it easier, uh, you know, uh, provide for personal freedoms uh, during a pandemic. Uh, as to, yeah, which is, uh, contact tracing is important. Contact tracing is important because even during the HIV pandemic, there has been contact tracing to identify patient zero. Now, why do we want to identify patient zero? Uh, when we can just tell people to stop having sex with uh, or uh, Being uh, getting in close contact with not close contact, but try and reduce the possibility of transmission with other HIV patients Why do we care about contract tracing when we can just tell people not to do that, right? Because it doesn't work. So you need to identify where a certain thing started so you can see the impact of uh, impact of it and then curb its spread so In conclusion, what I want to say is, yes, personal freedoms are really important. Personal privacy is very important. But during a pandemic, we have to have a serious uh, understanding of exceptions given to personal privacy for a limited period. Uh, The government or the uh, agencies that are handling this pandemic can have access to this data. So we are not in this situation for longer. The economic impacts or the mental health impacts of a pandemic are far severe than one person's loss of privacy for a short duration. That's uh, my conclusion.
0: Ashwarya? So in conclusion, I'm a little uh, surprised that this somebody who is so tech savvy, uh, who's hosting his own VPN server, and I don't even know the full form of VPN, is is saying that uh, this can be anonymized because the anonymity is still contingent on someone respecting and not sharing the data outside. It doesn't work for me. I'm saying that if there is a tech solve to gathering this data and ensuring that it self-destructs after a point or ensuring that it cannot be misused, which I don't think we have today, I don't think we can move forward. I also work in tech and I know that when you install an app, they have access to your device ID. They know if you're using Wi-Fi or 3G. They know when you browse the app more, when you browse the app less. They know what smartphone you're using, which version of Android is installed on it. It's slightly better for uh, iPhones. This is the kind of deep breach of privacy you're letting them into. I'm not uh, sure why we are confusing this with masks, because I'm all in for masks, and I don't think uh, uh, I'm I'm okay to concede to the ex- extent that wearing a mask, in fact, gives you more privacy. Ironically, because people can't see your face, so you know it's it's it doesn't. One could argue that it doesn't really it impinge on your privacy. But I I was under the presumption that this debate has specifically to do with apps. At, at least I sort of defined the smaller context as that. And I think it's very, very dangerous to let governments have this information, given that past history, current history. The, the Before the pandemic started, the government was did, have you all forgotten CAA, what the government is trying to do? Get us to give our papers to find out, trace our ancestry and then make decisions about whether we should stay in the country or not? This is the government we're talking about and you want to hand over all that private data to them? I'm very, very surprised, Aditya, that somebody as sane and rational as you is actually taking this stance. And like I said, I will concede <laughs> that uh, yeah, i are able to t- make a foolproof case that giving up this personal freedom or rather say in the case of a mask uh, you know managing a little bit of claustrophobia and so living with that is worthwhile to reduce the risk of transmission give us an argument like that and then i'll consider maybe parting with some information and that too to the government
2: Okay uh, that was amazing you guys and listeners just to let you know what we do at NL vs NL and you have been giving us a lot of feedback that some of the topics deserve more you know discussion and debate so why are you cutting them off so what happens is when debates tend to get interesting and when arguments tend to get interesting we do consider giving them more time and that's exactly what happened today. Aditya and Aishwarya uh, you are the people who got extra time congratulations. Okay. Thank you, thank you No, but seriously guys uh, That was an amazing debate I think both of you came really well prepared um, Parikshit, which side are you leaning when well? I am leaning
1: towards Aditya, But I also believe ki Like what Aishwarya said As to like There should be certain checks and balances To how the data is being used and all Like I really like that point about the Like how ATM cards and credit cards Maintain that OTP thing That it's still yeah. at your discretion to use Yeah so that's a brilliant point to make. Like
2: always, always, always diplomatic. Uh, oh,
0: oh my God! I was about to say that <laughs> <laughs> because parikshit statements have this typical format of I agree with this person, but I also I love coffee, I like- but I also <laughs> like tea I like to drink coffee in office, but I love to drink tea at home. So,
2: yes, yes, that's yes. the thing, right? Ki, you don't need to take a. Normal stance, like absolutely, I agree you, to this and I don't agree to this. I can uh, you you personify what this show is about, even if it's called NL versus NL. We actually want nuance, and that's exactly what you're doing. Well done, Pariksha. Well done. Uh, on my end, I would say I'm actually leaning more towards uh, Ashwarya because uh, uh, you know, I think I get her point about uh, government misusing data. because you know, pandemic to bas bahana hai, ja to machana hai. I mean this is the attitude of every government ever. Like literally ever. So
1: <laughs> I mean So, so I wanna I mean, pa pandemic se to Bahara, then we'll see what happens.
2: <laughs> <right>? <laughs> but that's the thing no, that you know, once you give the data, then it's done. And I I'm I'm actually, you know, I was a part of the Save the Internet movement, right? And uh, like we we were like you know, just like constantly trying to explain what privacy is to people and whatever, whatever. So this was an argument that people made a lot, right? Where um, which I think Ashwarya touched upon as well, that uh apps ko to dare data to the problem, Aadhar maybe right? I think you know the main point there also was that whenever you give data to companies, all they can do is sell you ads but when you give data to governments they can put you on a list which gets you killed They now, can
0: call the cops to your house they can exactly. the revenue service to your house they can exactly do they
2: want. and and any leader like i mean modi ji is awesome right now i mean i have to say that uh, he's very nice he's very gentle and, <laughs> and kind
0: and anyone take na?
2: please He's very gentle, he has a great beard, he's very nice. Yeah. And uh but then you know I wonder what happens next, right? When after Modichi goes, he's not immortal. So what happens next? Maybe a crazy dictatorial Rahul Gandhi might come to power. <laughs> right? And then like he will just you know you know what Rahul Gandhi can do, what he's capable of, right? So <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> So that's my stand essentially guys. <laughs> Okay, uh, uh, I think we will uh, conclude this debate, uh, but I wanted you guys to tell us, uh, Aditya, Ashwarya, where people can reach you. Aditya? Hey, uh,
1: you guys can uh, tweet to me at uh, A R E L A N G I. Okay. On Twitter? Yes. And Ashwarya,
2: where can people reach you?
0: At uh, Ice Cold Ashes on Twitter
2: amazing amazing thank you so much guys for listening to nl versus nl and thank you for participating aditya and ashwarya and as i keep saying this is only open to subscribers so if you aren't yet a subscriber you might want to consider subscribing filling up a form which has a list of questions and then becoming a participant on nl versus nl and thank you aditya and ashwarya for subscribing to news laundry and keeping Spirit of journalism alive. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for us inviting us, Mike. No? <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, and I will see you next week. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent.